Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we got a jam-packed episode. We're going to be talking Champions League, not that Real Madrid-Chelsea stuff. No, we're talking the real Champions League here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be previewing that Portland game coming up for America tomorrow. And then we're going to be also recapping the game that happened against Toluca, the one we're going to try to forget about. And then we're going to look forward to into the matchup, the Clásico Capitolino, to close off the regular season against Pumas. And to help me today, as always, is my beloved co-host. It is Brooklyn's very own. It is young Arnie himself. AJ, my man, how are you? Um, doing good, thank you. Um, actually got to go outside and go for a couple of runs for um, the lab for Malvin Kanks. Pretty nice. It was pretty interesting. And here I am now, getting to talk everything to America. Definitely. AJ hasn't been out in about seven months, ladies and gentlemen. So I think that was a big step for him, embracing that New York air. Um, I'm sure he's got plenty of... Uh, plenty to talk about in regards to that aspect. But all right, AJ, let's introduce today's uh, guest. And we got plenty of them today. Uh, joining us again, a familiar face from the podcast and from the comments sometimes here on the Eagle podcast. It is none other than my twin himself, Ivan Hernandez. Ivan, how are you, my friend? What's going on, gentlemen? Doing good, doing good. You know, ready to talk Las Aguas de America and uh, some developments in the Conca Champions. But um, I'm ready. Definitely, definitely. And of course, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be fair for us to talk about an MLI side uh, without an expert. And here joining us today uh, from Portland, it is Pete. Pete, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Uh, I mean, you're from the more more Sonic podcast. Correct me if, that, if, if I mispronounced that. But thank you so much for coming on and talking your expertise with us. No, very thanks. Thanks for having me. I mean, we were we were talking before the show. You know, there's not that many chances we get to reach across. You know, Liga MX and and MLS, and but uh, it's always great when we get the chance. And I was really uh, really glad to be here. Really glad to be connected. Definitely. Pete's going to be joining us for the first half of today's episode as we preview the Champions League. And then we're going to, uh, you know, go off and have another special guest. AJ, isn't that right? And we're going to be talking uh, Pumas with him as well. We'll talk a little bit about who he is a little bit later on in today's episode. But all right, gentlemen, let's get right to it. CONCACAF, it is a CCL fever all over today. Um, I know that we're looking forward into tomorrow's matchup. Portland Timbers hosting Club America at home, um, which what already has been, you know, being brewed as quite a game, uh, especially has been in the stands. I know a lot of people talking about some controversial stuff going on with the tickets. Look, at the end of the day, we know that there's going to be fans there and we know that there's going to be, you know, Timber fans and America fans. So let's focus and let's dive into what we expect to be played out on the pitch. Pete, I'll let you go first. Uh, How are the Portland Timbers looking like? I know you guys have just started your MLS season. You guys are coming into this one, um, you know, on uh, on a win at home against Houston. And of course, you guys didn't have the best of game against Vancouver. Uh, but just talk to me a little bit about Portland is coming into this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Timbers come off, uh, you know, a pretty good season last year where they felt like injuries derailed them late in the season. Uh, <clears throat> one of our designated players, Sebastian Blanco, Jeremy Abobasi, uh, Nies Goda, were, were all out and, and at, the end, at the end of the season. Um, Unfortunately, we're still not going to have any of those three guys. So, so it's still, it's been a, you know, it's been a build into the season. Uh, but, you know, Eric Williamson, who was a revelation for us in central midfield last year, uh, is back uh, and, and, and been playing at a, at a high level. We still got Diego Valeri, uh, club legend, uh, our maestro. And, you know, I think we've got the guys, you know, we, we've got guys on the field who have, have had some results. We got two, what I would call, you know, quasi preseason games <laughs> against Marathon. I mean, they were results, they were results that counted, but Marathon, you know, just, I don't think it's clearly not a league MX team, clearly not a team that had much of a very good season. So we got burned in there. And then we, we ran into, as you said, a, a really well-organized, well-drilled team in, in Vancouver that, that pushed us out of our comfort zone a little bit. And I think, I have a feeling America might be able to replicate some of that discomfort and then rotate a squad with Houston. But I think the biggest thing here is 
the Timbers are, you know, they set up this game by, by, you know, effectively sending out the B plus squad uh, against, against Houston uh, gearing up for this matchup. Interesting because I know America definitely can, uh, you know, save some of their players as well. If you guys didn't see the Toluca matchup, you guys know that we rested a good chunk, AJ. Um, so, I, I mean, how how how's America coming into this one? How do you think uh, our Aguilas are coming into this, especially after a tough loss against Toluca? Um, yeah, no, just it was a really tough game against Toluca because just to go a bit about it, we lost 3-1. We got thrashed. At the same time, what we could say as well, we weren't feeling our best players, but seen throughout that entire game, we seemed lost in that while we had more possession than Toluca, it's just whenever we had the ball, there was no end product. We were just dribbling into the opponent's half of the field. We're just like, okay, what are we going to do about it? I think in this case, knowing that we've already qualified for the league, yeah, we're in second place, we're going to finish there. It seemed like there's no, if it's just one loss, like that's one loss. That's not going to just be, is going to be determined to be the be all end all for America. The fact that in this case, it's going to be against an MLS side that completely thrashed Marathon. Compared to what America did to Olympia, it's two completely different stories. But I feel like in this case, in this case, Solari wants that CONCACAF Champions League. He wants to take as much as Bonnie is trying to say, this turn we're not focusing onto it that much. Solari sees it differently. I think in this game, He's definitely going to go with everything that he has in his arsenal to give Portland Timbers a match, especially at a way. So he, they definitely want to prove something away at Portland and come home with a comfortable lead. Definitely. Ivan, look, this is your level of expertise, not talking just America, but also MLS here. You've definitely, like you mentioned, you have a soft spot for Portland in your heart. You've definitely seen them before. I mean, kind of compare and contrast both of these sides. Uh, how's Wednesday's matchup looking for you? I think that it's... Um... It's going to make for an entertaining game. I think that um, it's, I mean, America has no pushover, and but neither are the Timbers. And I think that the styles of play kind of complement one another in terms of exposing each other's weaknesses. So, for example, um, I think that the Timbers um, play really well kind of in transition, and America is not going to sit back and play the low block at all. So that's going to expose them for the counterattack that can be the Portland Timbers. And when Portland Timbers, a counterattack is generating, you know, firing on all cylinders, they're a tough team to beat. But, I mean, I think that also in contrast, uh, the Timbers bring a lot of physicality to the game, and so will America. So I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's no uh, walk in the park. But, I mean, um, you know, and then uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Portland is still a turf, uh, you know, turf field. So that's an added advantage. You know, teams go go to, um, you know, go to Providence Park and they have a hard time, you know, managing the turf. So I think that there's a lot of things to take into account other than just, you know, tactics and stuff. Um, you know, uh, the field, field, um, home field advantage is a real thing. I think when you're playing the Timbers. Definitely. Could I ask you guys a question like on that to build off that is, is kind of like, you know, the thing that Vancouver really did against the Timbers was pack the midfield and made them play direct. Not, not something that the Timbers are used to. As, as Ivan said, like, we love the counterattack, right? If you, if you guys want to press high and we can try to find one, two quick passes and break, that, that would be our preferred style, I think, it, it, in, almost all, in, in, in almost all cases. It's that, it's that kind of mid-block with pressure. We don't have enough off-ball movement. Generally speaking, we have some guys who are not particularly accurate passers. And, and so that's the thing that really stymies against Vancouver. You think America will pick that up? I think definitely a little bit of it. I mean, I'm, and you said it perfectly on, on your podcast, Pete. I think that you you expect Portland to have much less of the possession uh, in this one. And I think that looking at the way that America's played in general, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but Solari's the type of manager that wants the ball, wants his team to have it. And I think we've seen kind of a, a shift in, in the way that America's played since, you know, Solari's coming from the Piojo reign is that America looks a little bit more comfortable with the ball. And, you know, game in and game out, we've seen that they're, you know, being a little bit more adventurous with their passion passing there, being a little bit more direct. Um, and, and I do think that they're going to try to kind of, you know, get, um, get Portland a little bit uncomfortable right there, uh, try to make them work for it. And it, it'll be interesting to see if, if Solari has picked up on that. I'm sure that he, you know, he's a smart man. I'm, I'm sure he definitely has some intuition to 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 what he's trying to do on Wednesday. Uh, but it'll be interesting, you know, it, it definitely will be because it. how do you, you know, go up against a team? When, and let's face it, gentlemen, we have not had the best of luck in turf. You know, whenever we, we end up do going at Tijuana, it's always cost us. I know that we we did win this season, but, you know, it was one of those wins where it's like, uh, you know, Cholos probably could have gotten one or two uh, goals in it. And then that would have been a whole different story. Um, so turf has never been our, 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 you know, 
our, our favorite place to to go play at. I mean, I'm going to take you guys a couple of years back when we had to go play against Atlanta United in their stadium and what that happened, you know? So it, it definitely will be an interesting aspect to everything, but uh, I, I do think that it definitely plays a, a little bit of an advantage to Portland, uh, at least to know that they're going to host the first leg and have America, you know, have to deal with that. Uh, how's the weather like over there right now, Pete? Is, is are we expect uh, say- any rain whatsoever? No, I mean, there's there's some showers and stuff flowing through, but I think you're going to get pretty good conditions. I mean, if I, I would, uh, I, I think that turf really becomes problematic, right? When it's 45 degrees and raining, uh, that's, yes. that, that's when things get can get pretty ugly uh, here in Portland. But no, I think it's going to be in the 70s. You know, there might be a little a, a little shower too, but I don't think it's going to be a big, big factor. Definitely. All right. I say uh looks like we have someone with the weather forecast here. Mid 70s and clear is what the forecast will be for tomorrow's game. Thank you for that. Um Pete, uh, do you think Portland feel a little bit more confident because they do get to host the first leg? They they know they have turf advantage. Um, does that does that help build a little bit of the kind of you know aspirations that you know you guys can get past this uh Club America side? Uh, the Timbers are always confident at home, right? Like so. So re- regardless of regardless of who they're playing, I don't think confidence will be a big big issue. I think uh, you know wanting to go toe to toe with with Liga MX. I think you know just to establish that rhythm, get used to the pace of play, and I think there's going to be some things that are a little bit you know tactics that will be a little bit different uh, than than they typically see in MLS. Like you prefer to see you prefer to have those surprises happen at home. I think you know. As a, you know, if I were sitting at general manager, though, I would say, you know, I, I look at the, the Azteca and I'm like, oh, that that is that is a massive hurdle. Right. Like in some ways, I'd rather I'd rather tackle that first and then know what I had to do at home. Just just, you know, strategically. But I think for the players, I think they're going to be up for it. I think they'll be a little more comfortable at home and maybe a little bit of that familiarity allows them to then tackle that mountain or, you know, hopefully at least give it a good crack uh, at the Azteca. Uh, you know. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Ivan, we're we're coming up against an MLS side that, let's face it, is is probably one of the better sides that we faced in in quite some time. I know Atlanta United that definitely was up there when we did face them in the, um, what was that competition? The Campiones Cup. Campiones Cup. You know, it's it hasn't even been played after that. I don't know what happened to it. Probably for good um, reason. <laughs> uh but looking at portland and, and i've always looked at portland as, as a very solid team and they have been for quite a, a couple of years i mean correct me if i'm wrong Pete, but you guys have been consistently making the playoffs for 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 years now um and and this is a team that you know has has I think done well to build themselves, you know, I mean, we're talking about, we're going up against a side that, you know, won the MLS is back uh, uh, championship, you know, the uh, tournament. And then, you know, we're, we're going up against some really good players. I mean, this is not going to be any pushover side. How do you think Solari prepares for something like this? I think that um, you have to really kind of just play vertical, go to red, play, you know, really go at them. I think that um, when you look at the way that they play in like four, three, two, one, you kind of really got to, you know, play, play the way to the pitch. If you try and play through the middle, it's a good chance you probably get picked off and it's off to the races. And I think that's a lot. He probably recognizes that. So I could see, you know, playing the width of the pitch um, and just trying to play as vertical as possible. Um, you know, trying trying to get past. Um, you know, I think it's uh, I forget which one the, which one of the Chadra brothers is on the uh, left, yeah, left right. side that covers that clock middle. Yeah. Yeah, clock Sh- the middle Sh- really well. Sh- Jimmy Jimmy plays wing, and it's Diego in the center. I think I think yeah. Diego is the player to watch in terms of exactly what you're saying, Ivan. Like if he, yeah, if he has a I big agree. game, if he has a big game, it's gonna that that's gonna be a big advantage to the team. I agree, and I think that you know if he picks your pocket, I mean it's it's a, I think it's over. You know, I think that um, we we also what happened uh, with our gut with our you know our back line against Toluca it didn't look too good, it didn't look too sharp. Um, and I think that the uh, you know kind of how you're saying that you know Solari's looking at what Vancouver did to Portland. I'm pretty sure Portland's looking at what Toluca did to America. Definitely, I, I, I yeah. would add with the vertical. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. I, I would add with the vertical. You know, we are breaking into. Two new fullbacks in the team, so I, I would say there's a little bit of unsettledness in the back in that back four, or a little bit of you know newness to it. Uh, Jose uh, von Rankin, I think you'll know from 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 years in Liga MX. Uh, you know, you you probably know more about him than, than than I do, but looks like a real solid veteran with some 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 nice 
nice play forward uh, is what we've seen. But it's the other guy I want to call out, Claudio Bravo, who we brought in from Argentina. Mm. He, in one-on-one defending situations early this season, has looked a little bit vulnerable. I don't know if the, if the Timbers will hold uh, Dyron Espria back a, li- you know, a little bit and provide a little bit more rotate over cover from central midfield for him. But uh, that's the first thing I would test if I was America. A couple, couple long balls in, <laughs> you know, if, if it's going to be uh, Martinez or whoever they're going to start on the right, uh, I would be testing that right away. Definitely. And can I add, Pete, um, you mentioned uh, dropping Aspria to the, you know, down a little bit. Would you, do you think the Timbers would be a side concerning the makers and have the ball? Do you think they would overload the side to try and kind of do what we just discussed about, you know, having Diego um, trying to pick the pocket and kind of just, you know, be off to the races and, and really kind of be able to, you know, pick the ball in the middle and just, you know, try and get him on the counter? Yeah, no, I think, I think that's, that that's what you generally be looking for. I mean, the, the, um, you know the the thing about you know the thing about Aspria is uh, that first goal against Toluca. That's a play that Aspria can make. I, I you know I don't know who the Toluca forward is, but you know he he's inconsistent, but he can run, he can throw a shoulder and drop a center back. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and so they're going to be looking for that. And Jimmy, you know, in general, the the break for the Timbers will look like you know Chara wins the ball, hits it to Valeri. Uh, or Mora, the other Larry or Mora will be running off the other one, and then they need that wing crashing. Oh man, right? I'm so, flashbacks so, right now. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what they're going to look for. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it, it's a look. It you gentlemen present a very good, interesting debate that we're going to have in just a second. I know you mentioned Van Ranking, um, and and AJ, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's a he's a player that America likes to go up against. We've had some pretty good encounters against him, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know, Jacob Leo saying, I'm never criticizing Georgie Sanchez ever again after seeing Colula's oh, performance yeah. against Toluca. <laughs> and it's interesting because look, it, you guys both paint a situation where both teams are playing long ball United essentially, because both teams kind of have that same weakness in the defense where, you know, one-on-ones haven't looked very good for, for our defenders. I mean, you saw what happened to Emmanuel Aguilera and he won't be available for this matchup. So it means you're going to have a Bruno Valdez who's probably out around an 80% ever since his injury. So that's going to be dangerous because Portland are very fast. You know, they, they have this pace and we know AJ that pace sometimes hurts this America defense badly. And so we're going to see a very deep lined uh, America. If I'm not mistaken, I think so not going to want to risk it. I don't think he's going to want to play too high uh, of a back line. I mean, you don't have the pace there with Fuentes on, on the left-hand side. George is going to have the liberty to go up and forward because he's got the legs for it. But you're looking at, you know, Bruno Valdez, who, again, has looked very sluggish on, on 1v1s. And Cáceres, who, I mean, I don't have to remind uh, Ivan oh. what he did against LAFC and gave the ball straight to Vela. So he's not the most competent defender that we have at the moment as well. So... It, it's going to be interesting to see if both teams kind of go at that and say, you know what, let's both kind of play the long balls and see which one kind of bites first. But you guys do present a very interesting clash up in the midfield because if you have Diego going up against Pedro Aquino, who is going to be, you know, the, the, the better player on the night? I think that will determine as to which team maybe gets the advantage. Um, and if both are on a good game and they neutralize each other, I don't you know, don't be don't be surprised why the game ended up uh, as a draw. I think it will be interesting to see how how you know their midfields crack each other. Um, I mean, you guys just mentioned a, a bunch of names for Portland that you got to keep an eye on. I mean, Mora is going to be playing uh, Valeri. I mean, this is a guy that you know the goals he scored for you guys. I mean, it's just you know we've we've been asking for a player like that in America in such a long time. I'm going to say something you're not going to like, Ivan. Go. If you don't put a body on Diego Valeri. He's going to do to Ochoa what we've seen done to him from range all season yeah. long. Yeah. Okay. Not all season long. It was one game against the Luka, Ivan. It was one game against the Luka that was I'm a not long talking range, about okay? this one game. I'm saying it's happened throughout the season various times. We're like, dang, he shouldn't have been beaten from range like that. And then Ochoa from three years ago makes that save. Ochoa tomorrow makes that save as well. I hope so. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, Ochoa and Turf, we've only seen them a couple of times. So um, we'll see. But but this is not the Ochoa debate. This is going to be the debate as to whether or not uh, America can handle Portland's midfield and kind of, you know, try to overload them in, in a sense, you know, try try to see, okay, can we can we really get them on the attack? Can we really, I mean, I mean we'll talk predicted lineups in just a second, but I think that the players that got rested for this game 
it all paints for Solari to be like, look, from the from the get go, we're taking this game to Portland, and you know, there's no mm-hmm. two ways about it. So it's definitely going to be interesting. And ahead, can man. I throw in a, another, you know, another element in the game? Always these home and aways, right? Like we won MLS's back on the on the back of set pieces. So I think it was the last four goals we scored in that tournament were on set pieces. So Zuparic and Mabiala, I think Mabiala scores, you know, a goal about every twelve games. Uh, it's not in the run of play. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's a good point. So, yeah, Portland on the set piece is, is quite a yeah. threat. It's not it's not just a look at little draw. They they know what they're doing. Yeah, but the, we have also been vulnerable on set pieces this season. So it's been mm-hmm. a very it's a very interesting uh, thing. And the, the last thing I'll throw out there uh, is I don't know how many times you'll see this, but if if America has the ball and is getting a, a series of corner kicks, the Valeri Chara break off of a corner kick has scored us a significant number of goals over the years, usually once or twice a year, particularly when teams are just not right on top of that. Those guys, you know, corner clearance picked up clean uh, and, and they're off to the races. Uh, so, you know, who knows, but I, I think, I think if Portland can get a set piece goal, that would be a big, that would be a big leg up uh, for them in this game. Um, and, and I'm sure they're going to be looking for one. No. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But Pete, I'm interested to hear your guys' predicted lineup. What do you think? Uh, what, do, what do you think your manager is going to go with on on tomorrow? Yeah, so an interesting one. Steve Clark picks up an injury. Who's been our keeper for the last couple of years uh, against Vancouver? I have not heard, but I'm going to guess that he's out, uh, which means Jeff Atnella uh, w- would be in goal. Longtime backup to Nick Ramondo uh, in RSL had a good year for us uh, and was in goal for the 2018 when we made it to the MLS Cup final. Solid, not spectacular goalkeeper, but again, good dis- distribution. One of the better, uh, one of the better, you know, throwing throwing the ball out to midfield uh, keepers that you're going to see in MLS. Not a great, not a great shot stopper, and not super physical. Um, so you know, if you really jam jam him on a corner kick, you need to get some advantages uh, across the back. It'd be Bravo, Zuparic, Mabiala, and Von Ronken. That that'll be what it is. Zuparic has been the rock since he came here uh, two years ago. Mabiala is our most volatile defender so if there's another guy you're kind of thinking of like if he has a big game that's that's good for portland if he throws a couple uh clunkers big <laughs> that's a big one for america uh in the two it's chara and williamson williamson will act as the more mobile going forward except on the break so chara will go forward but typically only on the break um midfield you know the wingers we got around spria and jimmy chara jimmy chara i'm assuming you're pretty relatively familiar with uh spria has been a long time in mls he has been in knockout games, one of the best tempers of the last five years. Uh, playoff games, he effectively eliminated Seattle uh, a, couple, a couple of years ago. Uh, I think he has almost as many playoff goals as he has regular season as he has regular season goals. It's Valeri in the middle. It'll be more up top. Interesting. Now that gentlemen, that looks like a good lineup, and I mean, we'd expect nothing less from Portland, right? I mean, let's face it. Um, but uh, AJ, uh, what would your predicted lineup be for America coming into this game on Wednesday? All right, so I got in goal Guillermo Char. Our back four is being consists of Luis Fuentes, Sebastián Cáceres, Bruno Valdez, and Jorge Sanchez on the right. In midfield, I'm going to put, I'd say Cordova on the left. I'm going to then have Pedro Aquino. Cordova didn't travel. Oh, Remember, you didn't travel. That's trouble. right. Left mid, you know what? I feel like I'm going to oh, go Omar Olainez. Center mid's going to be a Richard Sanchez, Pedro Aquino. On the right side, I'm going to have Alvaro Fidalgo on, right, on the right side again. I feel like, give it a go. See what you can do in up front. I'm going to go with um, Federico Vinas. He's available in this game, right? He's available. Yes, yes Federico Vinas and Roger Martinez up front. All right, AJ, I'm never letting you make the lineup ever again. Why are you putting Fidalgo out on the right? It makes it no, even even was, like, was that was that a four four two? That was a four four two. I'm going four four two in this one. I don't see Solari going. Yeah, I see Solari going with a four three three. I think you slot you you slot um you slot Fidalgo into the into the cam spot, you know, and then I think on the right hand side you put um you either put Roger or you put in uh the thing Leo is Roy was also, the thing is I don't want to you yeah. don't want to put Roy on right mid because you know how that you know how that happened last time Fidalgo I mean we've only seen I'm not mistaken I think once on that right on that right hand side this season. But look, but, I think I think Leo Leo Suarez has to start on that. And there's a reason why he got rested, right? I mean, granted, we don't want we don't, not everyone wants to see Leo Suarez start, 
Because, but I mean, who else are you going to put it there on the right hand side? You're not going to put Benedetti because, you know, he, 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 he most likely is going to get fractured. So, I mean, <laughs> this is not Olympia. You know, been... This is an Olympia. So, no, but I mean, can you just imagine him going one on one with Van Rankin and just puts his toe out and then Benedetti? We know he's made out of glass. So, oh, what's no. what, you know, can't can't afford that. Um, he's but, his toes are get caught gonna... in the turf and then, you know, it's just, yeah. yeah. yeah and then we know how, you know, turf. Turf is more prone to injuries than anything. And turf burns. Yes, definitely, AJ. Um, but my question, my interesting question is here, who starts up top for us? Is it Vinas? Because he's been the striker for CONCACAF Champions League. Or is it Henry Martin? But Henry hasn't been playing ever since his injury with the national team. And the thing is, we still have never figured out what that injury actually was. All we just saw is, like, he's not going to be playing in the upcoming two matches. But I say it's the we're like, okay, he'll be back just fine. He's still on the bench. It's like, I don't even think we ever got a report from America themselves saying, what's the diagnostic? What kind of injury he's had? We got to see what Cordova put. He put the picture up of how he got stepped on, on his toe and he was back to playing. But Henry, I don't know. I feel like in this case, it's going to have to either be Vinas and Roger Martinez. Either one, you either put, slot both of them up or you put one. I feel like that's the best bet because under Solari, Roger's been looking good this season. Back from what I'd crazy for me to say good but it's been from versus what we saw under Piojo because I feel like he just never established a good relationship with Piojo and uh, under with Vinas it's been controversial because we just haven't seen him being playing as much as we did under Piojo because you know how he was under Piojo this one that kid Mara Vinas the next big thing for America now he's just been spending time in the bench but when he does actually get the play we see, we see some of that brilliance that why we called him Mara Vinas in the first place and in CONCACAF, it's a different tournament compared to Liga Mankeys. Liga Mankeys might have not been his time to shine, but in CONCACAF, that's a different story. And who knows? Maybe this can be another game we can pick ourselves a goal or two. Definitely. I mean, Ivan, who do you think has the better advantage here, Henry or, or Vinas going up against Portland? I mean, I personally, you know, considering what's at stake, you know, the ability to possibly get an away goal, um, you definitely don't want to lose this game. I wouldn't play anyone that isn't 100%. And, I mean, Henry, maybe Henry is, but, I mean, he's not in, you know, game shape. You know, being in, being fit is different from game form. Very different, especially when you're playing against a team that's going to try and get you on the counter. So I personally wouldn't start. I mean, I wouldn't play Henry Martin at all. Um, you know, I would, you know, sit him, bench him, whatever, and just, you know, hold on to him, you know, for the maybe the away. I mean, the home leg. Um, yeah, I personally wouldn't go Henry Martin. Um, the topic between Roger Martinez and, and Vinas, I don't know. I think it's a toss up. I think that whoever it is that plays just, you know, has to, has to make sure that when they're, you know, if they're going to counter press or they're going to press, they have to press. And that, you know, it starts with the forward pressing and, and regardless of who's doing that, you know, that needs to be done. And so I don't know, I really don't know what they'll go with, but I mean, if I had to choose a preference, I personally would go perfectly, personally would go, I'm sorry, personally would go Vinas. Who's got the better movement? Uh, mm. depending in the box or in general. <laughs> yeah. in, in, in the box, because if I were if I were matching up against Zuparch and Mabiala, like they, they're both big guys, not su- not super fast, but you're not gonna muscle you're not gonna muscle them, and you're generally not gonna like dribble them too clean in a, in a one on one. But what they are susceptible is is kind of ghosting, right? Like if so, if, yeah. if there's mm. one of those guys who could pop up in the right space at the right time consistently. Mm. I mean that causes every center back problems, but I think this this pairing in particular is susceptible to that. Well, I mean, from what you just said, Peter Henry has to start then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's muscle man for a reason. He just out muscles defenders left and right. So, yeah, I think that in that case, though, between Vinas and um, Roy, Marti- Roy Martinez, I think that Roy is yeah. just uh, a little better in tight spaces. He kind of you know he's good at you know just touch into space and he's good at firing the shot. And now, you know, so for that reason, based on what he's saying, then I would go, you know, Roger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting though. It, look, it doesn't matter who ends up playing at the end of the day, whoever does field, uh, they got to go at it. Like you just mentioned, it starts from, from the first forward all the way back to the defender. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but Pete, look, we don't want to take any more time but before we let you go. I do want to know your prediction. Are you going to bet the house or not? Is kind of our segment on here. Um, okay. What are you going with your prediction for tomorrow's matchup? Sorry, I gotta, I gotta bet the. Ha- is, do I have to tell my confidence, or do I just have to say my prediction? 
Now you can just say your prediction. It's fine. Okay. You don't have to I, say I, I say I say the Timbers managed to get a set piece goal and pull it out two to one. But they two give to up one. the away goal. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That makes me very nervy. Alrighty then. Okay. Uh gentlemen, let's ask for your prediction. AJ, are you betting the house or are you not? I don't want to bet the house this time because I think I said it against the Luca. I'm yeah, and like, look at that. We're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just bought another apartment. So I got to do a podcast episode here, then I'll, then I'll dip. But no, I see in this case, it's going to be 2-1, but it's going to be the other way around for America in this case. I feel they'll definitely get themselves away goals in this match. All right. Okay, interesting. Ivan? I'm going to go at 1-1. One, one. I don't oh, think... One, one. Uh, I think we got a draw. I don't think it's a stalemate. I think that there's going to be some goals, but I think a 1-1 one, one is, is reasonable. I think that... The away goal is what we're here to get, and I think we'll get that 1-1. One, one. Okay. All right. 1-1. One, one. Um, I'm going to go very conservative. I'm just going to go with America winning 1-0. Late goal. Maybe it's clean our sheet. turn. Okay. You know? Yeah. And, and a clean sheet. We need that right now. Uh, I need that more than anything. Um, I think so, our back line needs that, too. Oh. Yeah, no, they definitely do. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, it's going to be an interesting one. You guys can catch this game live tomorrow at uh, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You guys can catch that on Through the NA and on Fox as well for uh, English co- coverage as well of this matchup. So it should be an interesting one. Uh, what we would just want to say thank you to Pete. Pete, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, let, let your co- co-host know as well that we're wishing you guys the best of luck on tomorrow's matchup. May the best team win. And uh, we'll do it again all over again on Cinco de Mayo. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, guys. And, and, and uh, you know, it's a bit, it's been a pleasure. Definitely. Awesome, thank man. you so much, Pete. Again, thank you to Pete for coming on to today's episode. And uh, you know what? That was a real fun, uh, that was a real fun kind of, you know, sit down and talk and see what America has to do against Portland in order to kind of, you know, best them. Um, you know, they're not going to be an easy side. Uh, we just talked about all the great players that they have and, uh, you know, what are our real chances looking like? It, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting, but uh, definitely not a game you want to miss out whatsoever. But before we end up going into the next segment, I do want to ask you guys just the most random question that just come up, came to my mind. Whilst you are watching this game, are you going to have a pre-match snack or are you going to have food during this game? And if it is, what are you going to be eating? I know, random, but... I feel like the world must know. I'm right? going to throw it back at you while I think about my response. Ah, uh, okay. So, um, my mom made uh, chicharron and salsa verde yesterday. I couldn't eat it because I had to go out. And, and, and so, you know, I, I saved my little plate. And, and that is definitely going to be my meal for tomorrow's matchup. So, you guys are going to be... Uh, I'm, go- I'm covering tomorrow's matchup as well. So, if you guys happen, uh, happen to capture a typo or something, it's because I was eating my... Uh, I was eating my uh, chicharron and salsa verde. I uh, will be in full force. I will <laughs> imagine. I would imagine. AJ? Uh, I feel like I'm going for some tacos on that day because I'm going to go um, out with my, dad, with my dad tomorrow to go do some driving. So probably get some tacos, tacos al pastor and some chorizo. Definitely. Okay. All right. Ivan, you got your answer? Man, y'all some bad influences over here, man. The guy's <laughs> trying to eat clean and y'all over here. <laughs> Chicharrones, tacos, come on, guys. Uh, nah, I'm, uh, usually by 7.30, I've already had dinner, so I'm probably going to just be, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll have a beer or something, but uh, no snacks for me. Um, no snacks. Okay, no okay. Snacks for me. Uh, maybe, uh, I, you know what, actually, uh, late night, I'm a pretty sucker for like some ice cream or something like that, so maybe just a little bit of ice cream, you know? Just a little but, bit, uh, okay. If it's, if it goes, the game goes sour, I'm about to throw that stuff at the TV real quick. <laughs> You and me both, I'll tell you that much. You and me both. Jacob, definitely having quite the laugh right here. Uh, But all right, gentlemen, we're going to move on into our next segment. But before we do, I do want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out footcult.com. They're going to have you guys covered with all this amazing gear. Every training top that you guys see on here, this Eagle Eye podcast one, the one AJ's wearing, the one I'm wearing, and the one Ivan is wearing. By the way, Ivan, he was the recipient of our giveaway. Uh, whenever and it was not rigged. I want to add that it was not rigged. <laughs> it was not. I promise you guys. We did it under FIFA's rules. So you guys know that it was clean. Um, Confirmed by VAR. 
There you go. Confirmed by VAR. Which, by the way, we didn't talk about it, but uh, VAR oh, man, will be implemented in Dang. the matchup against the Portland Timbers. Uh, we'll probably talk more about it a little bit later on, maybe next week when we preview the second leg and seeing how VAR was implemented in that matchup. Uh, but yeah, make sure you guys go check out football.com. Use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, that is discount code EEP at checkout. And uh, AJ, it is with uh, my great... Uh, great and a humble honor to let the people know that this week yes this weekend we are dropping something that you guys do not want to miss i mean not want to miss ivan you have seen a sneak peek of it as well and you can attest to this that what you guys are about to witness on the weekend what we are dropping with foot called you do not want to miss it by any means necessary so i promise you that what is coming is going to blow your socks off the water isn't that right aj yes sir i looked at it beforehand and it looks amazing i cannot wait for it to be dropped Definitely. So if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys follow Full Cult and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. And you guys will be uh, hopefully mind blown as well as we were when we saw the concept of it. But all right, gentlemen, let's move on into the next segment. Let's talk Classico Capitolino with a very special guest. AJ, I'm going to let you do the honors of introducing today's guest on here. And uh, without further ado, let me add him to the podcast. AJ, take it away for us. Um, yes, so without further ado, we would like to um invite Raul Hernandez onto the podcast, who is a mem- who is a member of the state of uh, football Mexico um, state of mind. And hello, welcome Hi. to the podcast. How are you? Hi, guys. What's yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah. I see you got your Pumas gear ready to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Definitely. I like it. I like it, man. Um, well, look, we're going to talk Classico Capitolino. Uh, we're going to talk about how you guys are coming into this one, how we're coming into this one. Everyone knows already, uh, you know, as far as Liga Mekis goes, we lost against Toluca. It's kind of hard to kind of talk about how we're going to be going into it because we have Portland in the midweek. Uh, but I want you to tell us, how is Pumas coming into this one? You guys just, you know, had a draw that I guess you guys were definitely looking to get all three points. Um, now you guys are kind of playing, you know, life or death in regards to making the Ligia against us on Sunday. So that adds a little bit more to this Clásico Capitulino. You know? So I just kind of want to get your thoughts. Well, you see, the thing is that I don't think we're going to make the Ligia by the time we play on Sunday. Because unfortunately, Every single, every single result that Pumas needed last week went against them. So it, the the team will probably gonna be deflated, but that that also means that maybe they go out against America without the pressure and get a win. But it it could work either way. Like I I I believe that America is not is gonna go for it a little bit, but. Knowing that they also don't have second place, and knowing that they're probably gonna rest some players, and Pumas is not gonna rest anybody because, like, it's gonna be the last game of the season. So, but you know, there's a big rivalry in Mexico City in between fans. So maybe they, but it, but with a guy like Solari, maybe if it was Pio Herrera, it would be something different. But with a guy with Solari that knows that they have the Champions League on and, and next week, and they have the Liguilla. Interesting. All right. Definitely a lot to unpack right there. And let's, let's try to break it as much as we can here. I mean, um, you know, he mentioned perfectly, Ivan, that, you know, it, it, it's going to be kind of a, a tale of two different halves for America because you have Champions League to focus on. And you also maybe don't want to risk some of your better players getting injured, not only because you have Portland second leg, but I think because you also have kind of that negligence of, look, we have a Ligia coming up as well. We need to be as fresh in regards to that aspect. So do you think... Solari rests a couple of players. Do we? Do you think we see another kind of rotational game the way we did against Toluca, knowing that we have Portland and you know, who knows how that game is looking like, you know, it, it, after tomorrow? But do you think that Solari, you know, maybe if it was a Pejorera, doesn't do the the rotations because it's a classic or Do you think Solari looks at it more of as mm, this is this this is a game maybe we don't need to risk too much. Yeah, I mean, uh, as a personally, I've never uh, against you know rotaciones. I know it's it was you know for reasons that we all know, um, it was very controversial. Um, but I think that uh, personally, I'm not against it. I think that you have to definitely um, take into account the fact that, like you said, we've already qualified to La Liga. We're going to finish second. That's not going to change regardless of what happens in this game. And I think that most importantly, yeah, um, I think eyes are 
not and it's not to put any disrespect on Pumas at all because it's still you know it's still a Clasico, it's still you know um, a derby. Um, um, it's an important matchup, and I think Solari knows that, and he's not you know he doesn't want to lose the game. But I think that um, you know considering that you have Portland uh, tomorrow and then Portland three days after the matchup against Pumas, I think that Solari's gonna. I think he's gonna do the opposite of we did. Uh, and against it's Luca. Instead of resting the players, I think he might start some starters, and then based on how the score is going or how the you know how the game's looking, he might pull them out you know earlier than we normally see and give them give them a rest to kind of get their legs back um, to then go again against Portland. And that being because again he we put respect on the Clasicos and he put respect on the opponent and and he doesn't really want to lose the game. And plus, regardless whether you mainly Liga already or not, you don't want to go into Liga you know, in bad form, you know, you don't want your team that's going to be playing game one of the Gia. You don't, you don't want, you know, them playing rested two weeks in a row um, against, you know, the Liga Mekki side. Definitely. I think you, you, you touched upon something perfectly right there, Ivan. AJ, we always talked about Ligia being a different monster than the regular season. And that being because we all know that the team that usually ends up doing better isn't usually the team that was playing the best all year long. It's usually the team that's bringing in the most momentum. And I think you have to use that and carry that forward. So America, maybe not doing so well momentum-wise because Toluca halted that. But if you get a good result against Portland, if you go up against Pumas, you can get a good result there. And if you go against against Portland as well and close it out pretty well, now you're building momentum, right? We know that this bye week is going to be a huge effect on America. We saw it last year, last season, excuse me, against uh, Chivas and what that did to us in the in the quarterfinals of that uh, uh, of that run in that apertura. But now I think you need to see kind of like okay. How are we going to go about it? And I think Ivan touched upon it perfectly. I don't think Solari is going to be maybe rotating too heavily. Or do you kind of see something different? Look, it's a classical. You always want to see the best of the best from both teams. Pumas, at this point, they're going to give it their all at us. It seems like it's unlikely they're going to make their epichas at this point. End the season off with a bang. Go guns a-blazing. They want to give the game to America. Last time we played against them, it ended 2-2. Pumas did scare us as first to score a goal in the first half. Then America scored. Then Puma scored, and it ended up becoming a stim until the 80th minute when Federico Vinas tied the game up for us. This time, they want someone wants to win in this game. We could, we're still going to be in second regards. Nothing's going to change if it's a win, a draw, or a loss. But America, we want to win our Clásicos. Under Solari, we've beaten Chivas. That's a win. We drawn against Cruz Azul. That's not. It's not a loss. But it's also not a win. We're undefeated now. We'll make it three for three at this point. At least defeat our, our opponents or draw them in, in the Classic. But if this is the Classic Capitalino against Pumas, we've always had exciting matches back then, especially in the league year when we met last time. Sad's not going to be the case, but I would love to see Solari put his best starting lineup on the case. Remember, we're going to have that bye weekend, like you mentioned. I'm, look how I did against Chivas, and that was terrible. In this case, I don't want to see any kind of rotations. We have our best players available, like Henry Martin. If MS is going to be back, if Bumas is going to be 100% completely, put the best team up up front because this is most likely going to be the starting 11 we're going to be seeing in the Ligia unless we need to rotate some because they're not 100% or they're injured. Definitely. I want to add to that real quick, AJ. I mm-hmm. think that he makes a good point. Um, he mentioned Henry Martin. And, you know, we were talking with Pete earlier. We were talking about how, you know, he's not 100%. He shouldn't get, you know, the playtime whatever. But I think that if he is, you know, able to get some minutes against a Puma side, um, you know, kind of with the, you know, dust kind of already settled, I think that's important because that, you know, you're going to want him to be functioning, you know, at full capacity come the Liguilla. And so that bye week will be good for him to, you know, kind of nurse up and get ready. But I think it's really important for him to get minutes against Pumas on the weekend, um, considering that he may or may not, um, uh, you know, against a Portland that, you know, there's a lot more riding on a, you know, potentially elimination game. No, oh, yeah, I agree with you. And correct me if I'm wrong, AG, but Henry likes to play himself against Pumas. He, he, he likes to score against them as well. So, I mean, he's uh, he's definitely going to be looking for it. And look, Henry needs to get as much minutes as he can at this point because a lot of people are talking about him or Chicharito being kind of the kind of being that number nine for the Mexican national team in the Olympics. So he needs to start catching, you know, rhythm again. And I think the most important part is, you know, getting some minutes under... Um, uh, un- uh, under a classical Capitolino would do him a world of good. And, you know, who knows, maybe we might need him against Portland. Maybe he does something there, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but, you know, the most interesting about this is that, look, America's coming into this one uh, on the road again. I mean, that's the second road game that we're going to be having, you know, 
and and so it's it's gonna be interesting to see how we how we face against that. Obviously, we're not traveling too far, right? We're just going, uh, you know, uh, across the street, basically uh, going up in, in in Seoul, and that's gonna be an interesting one. Also, the other thing to note is that we're not gonna be playing in the scorching heat of what is high noon, uh, in 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 Seoul typically, right? We're gonna be Oddly enough, at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, watching this game on a Sunday night, which has hardly ever happened when you talk about an America Pumas game. We're so used to those kind of typical Seoul matches in in, in the high noon of things. So um, that is also some, something to take into consideration. Um, but AJ, I know a lot of people joke about this, but America has been liking Seoul for the past couple of years. And, you know, can can history repeat himself there? Um, I would like to see history repeat itself to be the case. We've oh, we've um always liked playing against Pumas. We it's always packed with goals, and I think it's unlikely. But to see something like a thrashing like we did to them back in 2018 when it was six one, I it's gonna it's gonna be difficult to replicate. But to, I would just love to just see a game like this where it's just mounted with goals. Like I said, even though Pumas are not having the greatest of seasons, especially with their for, with the forward situation, because they need enough. He's just been having a really tough time this season, but who knows? Maybe this is the game where everything changes for him. He wants to start scoring goals. And for that as well, I would just love to see that. And for America as well, we'd like to see Vinas, if he does get a chance to start, get himself some goals, get that momentum. He needs to get, he needs to boost that confidence up because this season overall, this has not been the greatest for him. But when we see him get a goal, usually the smile on his face, especially when you saw when he scored his first goal since actually against Pumas. It's been since last year, pretty much. And he got, and all his teammates went around to excite him, just give him all the hugs. That's a consequence you like to see. But in this game, I would just love, I would just love to see for it to be a really fun Clásico. Capitolino. Last Clásico that America had against Gusto, yeah, not so much. It was a boring 1-1 draw. I feel like teams are respecting, were respecting each other in that way. But this game, I want that to be completely different. Bring the assignment into the Casico Capitolino. Make it fun. Have a bunch of goals being scored in this match. That's all I want. Like I want just want to say, like Cruz Azul, like it's it's first is a first place and it's run away. Well, they went to Seoul and they basically stole the win for uh the game from us. It was gonna be a, a zero zero and uh it ended up being a one nothing because the ref robbed us. So I don't I <laughs> <laughs> there's, I, I'm, don't, I'm not confident on this team. Like offensively, there's a lot of problems offensively. There's guys who are out of the are out of the club. Basically, Laney Turbe, who's just gonna be his last game in Pumas on on Sunday probably. And there's a lot of problems offensively, but defensively, defensive wise, there is. I think it's gonna be tough for Omega. And also, like our the coach David Patino. Had a problem with with uh, with America. He he always had the worst games ever with America. He lost the four one in, in Seoul the, the season before that. The game I never forgave him for, which was the two two tie with where America had nine players. Puma hasn't has been somewhat good. He has been like a, a, a not a, a little above average, not average, but a little above average team. But it hasn't been exceptional. But they still have given America some good games. There was a 3-3 tie, the 2-2 tie, where I saw either team could have won it. So under Coach Lilini and even before under Coach Mitchell, like things haven't completely changed, but there it's have been more a return to normal things between games that are going to be tough, games where America is not going to be... Um, it's not gonna like dominate. Like I've been, I've seen people kind of forget. Like it's there's been some good games recently, but there was one tenure for a long while. The uh, Hugo Sanchez ten era, the the uh, La Puente, all that era where the Pumas games were very very even match. Every, every time Puma faced. America, it was, it was probably going to be a 1-1 one, one tie, a 0-0, zero, zero, but they were going to give good games. And I think it has been like correcting itself recently. And I, and I, and I feel like Pumas, they're definitely going to go out. They're definitely going to play well. 
I'm not gonna say that one is your podcast. I don't want to say. Like America has a really good team, um, but I, I think Vinya has been having the best season, and Henry Martin is injured. Like it's Henry Martin, he has been injured for some time now. Martinez could be the exception. I can, but maybe Vinyas Vinyas had some good games with, with against Pumas, but he was in a better level. And stuff like that, like I don't, I don't know if Cordova is gonna play. I, I don't know his situation. I don't think he is. I can, I can see one of those type of games that is maybe like I don't know. I, recently, there's been like a one-one game that's very exciting with a lot of chances, but a lot of misses. But but offensively, it's gonna be. Uh, I have a. It's probably gonna be a low-scoring match. I think it's gonna be a low-scoring match. That's just my take. I mean, you know, it's all we can hope for at this point is having kind of, you know, a good matchup and, and, and maybe, you know, maybe the scoreline doesn't reflect it with like a 3-3, you know, or, or something like that. Uh, but you mentioned it. I, I, you know, I think Pumas is defensively going to be as solid as they can be. Um, and depending whether or not America rotates or if, you know, some of the players are feeling kind of, you know, the, the traveling, we could see them kind of, uh, you know, be a hard time breaking down that defensive side. Um, I think what America needs to do is kind of, you know, build that momentum that we've been talking about, ride it into the Ligia, um, and know that you have a chance to kind of, you know, really close out the game, uh, and not, excuse me, not the game, the season against one of your biggest rivals in history. And so I think that, you know, it paints to be a good game. It paints a good, uh, 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 you know, a good matchup. I think we might see some high intensity here and there. I don't expect it to go for the full 90. Um, but uh, I am curious to see how this all is going to end up playing out in the long run. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm curious to hear what you're thinking, AJ. I mean, regardless of what happens on, on Wednesdays uh, for the CONCACAF Champions League, how do you think America needs to approach this game on, on Sunday? They just need to not play the same way that they did against the Luka. We have more possession, but they, at the very end, we just need to figure out what we're going to do with that ball exactly because I definitely do not want to see an Amica side where we concede goals immediately because I, I said on the podcast before when we play as Luca, they like to score against early, and look what happened. I mean, again, in this case, that defense needs to get themselves situated and do their very best to communicate with one another. If you definitely know that Pumas are going to be on the break, get to it. If one of the forwards is um, all by themselves, you need to pick it up immediately and get right to it. Pumas, despite them not scoring that many goals, they haven't conceded that many as well. If not mistake, I think they've only conceded only 11 goals, if I'm not mistaken, this scene, which puts them right up as one of the more defensive sides. Despite them not being able to score that many, goal, that many goals, they haven't allowed that many goals uh, as well. And that's something that America will be looking forward to bring in this case. Put that best starting at 11 up. So like we mentioned, he likes to have the ball a lot in his possession. But that at the end, the very end of the day, these players, they need to know what they have to do on the pitch. They need to execute and have a plan from the get-go. So as they get that ball rolling and take it over to their opponents, know what they need to do. You cannot just – it's like going into the into a war without a battle plan. You need to have one. And this is America. Have a plan. So I would just like for America – Take the game to them immediately. Yes, we know nothing's at stake at this point, but we want to see the best of the best from each and one of these America players against Pumas. Especially, you have to think in mind, it's a Clásico. So it's already know that there's a lot of history between these two teams. There's been goals. There's been controversial moments. We've seen red cards and yellow cards. In this case, continue that. Continue it. Don't drop it. Don't treat Pumas just because they have a bad season as a pushover. They're going to give it their all to us and social America. No, oh, yeah, I definitely agree. All right, then. Well, gentlemen, let's talk predictions here. And what do we think America and Pumas or Pumas America is going to end up being? I'll give it to Mr. Hernandez himself first. You know, he's our guest. Uh, go ahead. Give us your prediction for Sunday's matchup against Pumas. You know, it's very interesting. Uh, we got two different takes. One uh, suggesting low scoring match. One guy wants to see a go fest as he always does. Um, and AJ, and then he's wondering why he's you know left posting pictures about pain. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
Nah, man. I think that uh, I think that we're gonna see. Well, I would like to see. I want to see all the guy, right guys firing um at Arsenal. You know, I want to see Henry Martin um get a goal. I want to see Hidalgo playing well. I want to see the midfield connecting. You know, I want to I want to see things just kind of clicking the way that we were seeing maybe about you know three four games ago where things were just looking good, looking sharp. Um, because like it is, like I just said, it is a classico. But to me, at the same time, like we're looking at now a little beyond that, unfortunately. We're looking at, you know, we're focused on the game, but we're also thinking about the what comes a little past the horizon with the Ligia. And I think that it's important we go in, into the Ligia looking sharp with our back line a little more organized, with the communication a little more uh, clear. And so I'd like to see uh, a clean sheet. I want to agree with the clean sheet on this one. Uh, and a 2-0 win for America. 2-0 win at Seoul. I like it. I really like it. It's a bit bold for my for my liking, but I like it. Uh, AJ, what are you going with? It's tough because I want to say golf is the same time. I need to be realistic because it's def- I'm definitely not expecting a three in this case because we have not been able to. We've only had those performances twice this season. I'm think I'm gonna go with um, Ivan as well. I think I'm gonna go with the two one victory for America. That's that seems you know realistic in my case. In my head, I'm thinking. I want a 3-0, but in my heart, it's like that's definitely not going to happen. So going with 2-1 no, in not. this game. No, America's proven one thing and one thing only is that we cannot score more than two goals. And if we do, then, you know, get a lottery ticket that day because I promise you, <laughs> it's not going to happen often <laughs> under Solari. At least not this season. At least not this season. Uh, but let's jump over to the expert of um, Pumas here, Mr. Hernandez. I know you jumped the gun right there, Ivan, but I was talking to the other Mr. Hernandez oh. in the room here. My apologies. <laughs> My <apologies>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your prediction? I, I want to see how bold you're willing to be. And if we are still in the hunt, then it's going to be a big, uh, big key game, big, important match. And then Puma has to go all out. But I'm, I'm actually thinking that we have a better chance to get a positive result if we have nothing to play for. If Pumas has to win the game, I think it's going to be a, a one nothing loss, like a two nothing loss. If P- maybe. Maybe they go out and give um, get a one 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 tie or something. I think we get it's, uh, if if we don't have anything to play for, then I my take is a, a one nothing win or a one one tie. Look, at the end of the day, we don't we don't promise um, stellar games anymore after the after the dull match that was America versus Cruz Azul, AJ, I think we've definitely said that we don't promise, uh, you know, showstoppers anymore, but we do promise a game that will have some intent, that will have some chances, and hopefully we'll have a chance or two to make both sides, uh, you know, feel a little something here and there. So it'll be an interesting one. You guys can catch that game, like I mentioned, on Sunday, 7, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, a late one, especially for you guys out there in the East Coast, have to go, uh, you know, desvelarse un, un poquito and then have to go to work the next day. So that's, uh, oof. AJ, be lucky that you don't got to work on Monday morning, man. Well, I got I got, I got Pilates on um, Monday. So 10, 10 o'clock game. You're yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I take Pilates every day, any day <laughs> after overwork, AJ, right? Uh, but no, look, Thank you guys so much. Look, we got uh, pretty much extended our time here. So we're going to leave you guys. Uh, and, you know, we just want to say thank you to everyone who came out today. Uh, thank you to Pete who came out to, to help us pre- preview the Portland game. Ivan, thank you so much for coming out on here and uh, talking America stuff with us. And I know that it was nice to have you have have you on our side rather than the opposition side like you did last time. But no, thank you so much, my man. It's great seeing you. I know we got to catch up in person soon. Definitely. Um AJ, as always, it's a pleasure having you, my friend. And uh, Mr. Hernandez himself from uh, FMM State of Mind, uh, giving us that Pumas expertise. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us, uh, you know, an insight as to Pumas' uh, you know, situation right now. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure. Also, uh, check out my so my name is my site in YouTube where I uh, with this RHS Una Meidi where I, I load games so all the I've been loading all my Mexico Mexican League uh, games I've been loading El Paquet and I just Leyendas del Fútbol Mexicano have been using my videos uh, with my blessing and all that. So check those check that check them out on my channel in our it's, it's una media. Thanks. 
Definitely go check his stuff out, guys, and you know, catch some great highlights and, and take a trip down, down memory lane. But why not, you know? Definitely got to do that. Uh, but again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you to everyone who came out and listened. And thank you guys again for uh, thank you to our sponsors. And by the way, if you guys haven't heard the news already, we're dropping something special on this weekend. OK, so if you guys don't want to miss a second of it, go follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We're going to be dropping all that information and uh, we're working behind the scenes with them to do some really cool drop information. So. Make sure you guys stay tuned on that. Follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast. Again, thank you to everyone that came out tonight. And again, we'll be back next week to talk things, all things America. We'll recap the classical. And then, of course, we'll also be talking about, uh, you know, we'll be, all, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about that Portland game as well. So we'll see how that ends up going. All right, then you guys have a wonderful time. Stay safe out there. Please keep continuing to wear your mask and, uh, you know, do what you guys got to do in order to keep it going day by day. All right, then we'll see, catch you guys very soon. Until next time, as always, Arriba America. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 